Hi, my name is Joe Jackson. I'm a journalist, author, interviewer and broadcaster who became an interviewer mainly to meet my music heroes, starting with Leonard Cohen. Not only that, many among the roughly 1,400 celebs I went on to interview became my music heroes after I researched their work for the interview and met them. That sure as hell applies to John Prine, who I interviewed on two occasions. And what you're about to hear is part of my Joe Jackson Interviews podcast singles, which I thus describe because they usually last less than five minutes. But in this case, I'm on flexi time because Prine's story about meeting and working with the patently demented, if not psychotic, Phil Spector is a blast. Whether you love or hate the man himself, meaning Spectre. By the way, if you want to read my interviews with Brian, check out my website, joesexoninterview.com. This part of our first chat took place in a particularly noisy Buzzwells Hotel in Dublin circa 1990. Okay, you also, uh, you worked with, you co-wrote with Spectre. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, did he press a gun to your neck to show how much he loved you like he did with Lenny Cohen? Yeah, yeah 44 <laughs> Meg. <laughs> he, was, he was amazing, that record when I met him, uh, Larry Cohen. Was he Death of a Death of a Ladies Man? Uh, uh, Robert Hilburn from the LA Times was doing a series of interviews with Spectre that perhaps was going to turn into a book. All right. And I ran into Hilburn at some function out in LA and he told me what he'd been up to. And, uh, thanks. And uh, that he was going to Spectre's every couple nights and interviewing him. And I'm asking him, what you, what's Phil Spectre like? And he says, well, he's a big fan of yours. And I said, <laughs> I said, of mine. And he says, he says, yeah, he said, he knows all the words to Donald and Lydia. I said, Phil Spectre? I said, you're talking about the same Phil Spectre you're talking about. And he goes, yeah, he says, you want to come to the house and meet him? I said, sure. Right. right. Wow. I didn't know what I was getting into. <laughs> so I went up there to meet Phil Spectre. It's like, oh, it's like the middle of March. He's still got his Christmas tree up. All right, all right. He's got a three-piece well, suit. Well, that album on. did well for him. He's got a, <laughs> he's got a three-piece suit with a shoulder hose with a right, 44 right. mag a minute. I come in the door and his kids come running down the steps around the Christmas tree and they all got their pajamas on and they're going to bed and they come down and say goodnight. And, and uh, he says, who's the king of rock and roll? And they go, you are daddy. You are. <laughs> this is how I meet him, you know. <laughs> First impressions last. Yeah. <laughs> you are daddy. You are, and uh, wow, we, uh, and these kids are 22 now, <laughs> yeah, <or> no, right? <laughs> but he takes uh, the evening goes on with we go into his billiard room and he, he plays what he's got a Leonard Cohen album at all right. 10. All the billiard balls are all shaking on the table up to 10 on the volume, yeah, yeah wow. to listen to that right. to the Leonard right. Cohen album, right? And uh, he proceeded to just do one crazy thing after another throughout the evening until about 2.30 in the morning I got up to leave and as I'm getting up to leave he's walking me to the door we pass by a piano he sits down and hands me an electric guitar that's not plugged in and we wrote a song in 30 minutes <laughs> you know but it took six and a half hours and stuff beforehand to psych up to yeah to I mean I didn't come up there to write a song I just wanted to beat him because yeah, yeah. he's one of yeah. my heroes yeah yeah but we wrote and as soon as he started playing music Everything was totally normal. I mean, just all 
You know, and what did he do? He, he provided the lyric? He, he, he just, he just did a, he's real good at, at getting, um, getting the uh, taking a, a small thing right, and making right, a, right. making repetition. Right. It really so, works for you. Classical stuff, you know. Yeah. But how, did he not kind of say to you, "Where are you going with all these 67 verse songs? You should be able to do it in three minutes, like I did." <laughs> <laughs> no, he never mentioned that. I sang a couple of songs for him, and uh, early was, in the I evening, was, I was recording. I was looking for a producer. Right. I'm lucky I got away. It would just be a co-writer. I also talked to Dion about his experience with that. I heard Springsteen had a good experience with Spectre, too. Right, right, right. But right. I'm really... I'm, and we wrote another song. We got one that's unrecorded. Okay. When I took back... When I finally got around to recording it, If You Don't Want My Love. Right. I took it over to his house to uh, play it for him, see what he thought of it. And the, the night went exactly the same as I was leaving that night. We sat down and wrote a gospel song. So at least I got that sitting there. But he, so, he didn't give you the gun in the neck is how much I love you, Lenny. <laughs> what he did with the gun was uh, my manager came out to the house about an hour after we were there. And my manager and me were, you know, running pals. Like, we, we've been together for years, like, you know. So he, he just come out because he was just as curious as I was, like, to right. meet Phil yeah, Spectre. Yeah, yeah. Spectre yeah. finds out he's my, my manager. Has no respect for management. All oh, right, 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 right. He motions with me to come in the kitchen with him, and he closes the kitchen door, and he opens the back door to the yard, and he hands me a chair. And says, "Beat that chair up against the refrigerator and holler, as if I'm beating you." <laughs> I said, and he just clarks. That's what I said. I go, bam, bam, and he goes, "How do you like that?" And I go, ah, and he goes, he kicks open the door and shoots out the yard with a gun. And, and he was doing all this. He thought my manager was going to come running in. <laughs> but your manager had seen my it man, all before, right? My manager sitting outside. We, we, so we, we walk out of the kitchen. Arm and I are laughing, right? And my manager's going, So he said, I said, Is that a 32 4 or a 33 4? He's going, like, He went to McNaughton Spectre. <laughs> the gun was still smoking, you know? And like, uh, this is all like you know, his idea of, uh, of fun, you know? A joke. Right, 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 right. But uh, well, what about his talent? I mean, what has happened to it? I mean, why did you think he cracked? I mean, they say it's because River Deep failed and some of his other projects, or maybe the three minute, the time of the three minute pop single had just s suddenly kind of turned into something else. I don't know. I tend to think it's like maybe Dylan killed him. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he took care of Dylan too. Uh, he probably did. <laughs> right. Because um, he had an epic talent that was perfect for its time, but it hasn't seen it. I mean, it, it was a whole deal, like the, the way he drove people and how long he works on a project. I think he just maybe ran out of sure, getting sure, people sure. to believe in, in that, that yeah. law. Hi, Joe Jackson here again. I thank you for listening to this edition of the Joe Jackson Interviews podcasts. And don't forget, if you want to read some of my articles, check out my website, joejacksoninterviewer.com. Also, if you feel this inclined, you can subscribe to this podcast on any podcast server or on YouTube. Thank you.